Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, November 11th, 2022. The weather <laughs> today will be a high of <laughs> minus so nine so in Edmonton, minus 12 in Sask- Saskatoon, and 16 degrees in Toronto. Happy Remembrance Day. Thanks, Evie. Everly, I am so sorry. That was incredibly rude. I just like. It's, you know, I'm human. I wake up and I'm a little congested, but that was just like a little overwhelming. I had to get that out. And I, I guess I forgot I was on the show. <laughs> See the the glare I gave you? <laughs> that was so, you can just, yeah, I am so sorry. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> Broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come and join us. Be part of the chat. Call into the show. Ask any questions you want in the chat or in the call uh, or clicking the call in button and uh, for free every morning and get your questions answered. Free coaching every morning. What's in the comments? Nothing. <laughs> just like... Why did you just did you just realize what I did? Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, no, it that was definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joey says she did awesome staying on track, though. Yeah, like didn't she just didn't, kept talking right through you. Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> Great job, Everly. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Wayne, oh, Wayne. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Wayne's tired. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I made. Wake up. When I made a pact when I when I started doing this podcast every morning that I am not allowed to be tired. To show up and, and be like, yeah, I'm not tired. Allowed, yeah, I'm not allowed Having to. Having a rough uh, morning. Because what, what does that do? That energy gets passed on to the millions and millions of listeners that we have. Yes. <laughs> Joey is driving to Edmonton. Is he now? I guess so. To the big city. What's going on in the big city? Yeah. For why? Is he coming for Flipper? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe that'd be cool. I'm excited because whenever Joey comes to the city, that means more content gets created. Yeah. Him and Liam go on like a little content thing and <laughs> yeah. Who is going to the flip tour? I have no, I, like normally we put on the events and we can see who's coming. <laughs> yeah. But we have no idea who's going to be there. I think I like that. I think I like the, the. The, the, the mystery? Uh, the mystery of that, yeah. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, Joey is coming. Awesome. Right on. Can't wait to see you. Who Good. else is coming? You can't be the only one here. Good morning, Eric. Maybe Eric's coming. So, El Rey? Liam, you and, you and Joey are going Ikea shopping? <laughs> can't wait to see this. Things are getting pretty serious over there. Yeah. <laughs> But Liam's like, always so quiet in here. I, I I forget that he's here. Liam is very quiet in the morning. Um, yeah. and he, and and yeah. Oh, Mark's here. Mark's here. <laughs> That's too late. I missed the beat. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, anything you want to talk about specifically today on the show, Gabby? Me? <clears throat> oh gosh. Um. No. 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 <laughs> Well, we got upcoming events. Uh, guys, um, as usual, we don't come prepared with anything. This show is for you. So hop into the comments, bring your questions this morning, get your questions answered so that you can take those answers and go and um, make some moves today. Take some action. Yes. Right? Get some stuff done. Right? Set yourself up for the weekend so that you can spend the whole weekend getting stuff done. What are you working on? 
What kind of business do you want to build? What excites you? In the meantime, we'll talk about the upcoming events like uh, Gabby was mentioning a minute ago. Um, Gabby and I are part of the Calvin Realty Flip Tour uh, tomorrow on Saturday. Um, you can get your tickets if there are any left, which I doubt, at calvinrealty.ca. It's 25 bucks plus a toy for a kid, a kid that deserves it. Um, it's for the Ronald McDonald House. Um, there's four stops on this bus tour, and we are hosting one of the stops, one of our fix and flip projects in Millwoods. Very excited to show that off. Um, I'm probably going to head into Edmonton today. I just thought about it. I should probably go check on the property. Um, if you guys would like to come, yeah, sure. <laughs> Gabby's um, giving me sign language. <laughs> me? Everly too? <laughs> if you want to. Um, we can get out of the house and maybe go for lunch or something. Sounds um, lovely. Yeah, I think so too. How about brunch? Let's do it. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. I guess we're going for brunch today. <clears throat> New York bagel? We'll see. Sounds really good, but I know it's, I already know what's, what's going on. Oh, it's, oh, is that what you're going to say? I was going to try and read your mind. Yes, I'd love to, but the kid hates it. Oh, yeah, she does. And it's also a lot of food. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. delicious. Pretty much my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Fine. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, we'll, I will head into the city today. I want to check on the property. I haven't been there in a couple weeks. Mm hmm. Uh, it sounds like most of the flooring is done mm -hmm. in the main area and uh got some feature walls yeah it's actually at a really good spot right now actually um for the tour not too done but not <laughs> not 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 done yeah <laughs> just like just right i just found out yesterday that um that our kitchen wasn't completed it was supposed to be completed earlier this uh this week but they're still missing a couple of pieces. Um, but our our courts got installed, so I was freaking out because they were supposed I to saw come that in too. Yeah, I supposed uh, they were supposed to come in before the courts installed to like finish the the <clears throat> island. And um, there's some half of our pantries missing. And so, in my conversation with our kitchen guy, I was like, "So that needs to happen before courts, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll get them in tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." And then courts was the next day. And so when I got the message last night from um, our contractor, I was like, what? I was like, because the courts got installed, but the kitchen guy never showed up. The island boys installed yeah. the, the courts I, before. Yeah. So I was freaking out. So I messaged him at like 9 p.m. last night and he texted me back. <laughs> but um, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. We can we can do everything we need to do with the courts installed. Um, and something had happened. I don't remember. But the installer is going to be there on I forget what he said, Monday or something. We've never had a kitchen that was installed <laughs> without problems. That's okay, though. They always look beautiful at the end of the day. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, who do we got joining us this morning? Chastin's here, Annette's here. Wow, there's lots of people here. <laughs> Chastin and Annette. <laughs> uh, Daryl, Tiff. I don't know who Tiff is, though. Me neither. We see you, Tiff, and we don't know who you are. Yeah. Scotty P came back. <laughs> Must have been a good show yesterday. <laughs> Kyle's here as well. Nathan's here. I'm still shocked that Nathan's able to get up this early. Why? He's working hard. See him <laughs> digging holes yesterday? <laughs> I did, yeah. Fuck me. If I had to dig a window well yesterday, you would not see me for three shows. <laughs> <laughs> It was cold. Don't be fooled by my ambition and my drive. I am one lazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. Um, like I said, Eric's here as well. Matt's here. Uh, Jared's here as well. Crispy's here. He's in the house. Joey's here. Glenn is here as well. Glenn, uh, is Glenn here now? Is Glenn in Edmonton? Yes. Glenn's wife finally messaged me back. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, I got a little more a little more context, so I know who you guys are now. I know, who, <laughs> and I know what's going on. That's good. I'm happy to hear that you guys are here. Um, if you guys aren't able to make it for this Saturday's um, uh, bus tour, we, we are planning something else in the next couple of weeks, probably when our Twiddle project's done. That'd probably be the most appropriate, right? Yeah. 
So in a couple of weeks, we'll do um, we'll do uh, we'll do another meetup at our Twaddle Flip once it's done. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun, eh? Yeah. Um, and then that'll be probably the last one for the year. Yep, for sure. Uh, we have another first time listener. Who's that? Uh, Quessy. Quessy. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. First time listener? First time listener. Well, I don't, first time live. Very cool. Very cool. Glenn says, my wife and kids arrive on the 25th. So two more weeks. Right on. Awesome. Um, what, oh, there is one more upcoming event. Uh, there is next Saturday, November 7, 19th. November 19th, next Saturday. Um, Real Estate Investing Masters is hosting the Basic Training Bootcamp. So this is a full day free event for real estate investors who want to get back to the basics or to learn the basics, to learn the basics. So if you're a new, new or newer real estate investor, this is the the the, the training bootcamp for you um, to learn all about cash flow, to learn about how to find properties, to learn about what types of strategies are available. Um, all the good fundamentals uh, that you need to know as a real estate investor to get started. Um, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. online, free. You do have to register, though, so go to Eventbrite. The links are in our Facebook group. You can find it all over our social media. Very easy to find. It's in the show notes here on the show, on the live show, and on the recorded podcast. Um, Yeah, no shortage of, of ways to find it. Register for that. Show up. Commit to the whole day so you don't miss anything, okay? Just because it's free doesn't mean that you can, like, come and go. No, stay around for the whole day. Put your comfiest sweatpants on. um, Get your comfiest chair. um, Find the quietest spot in the house. And then just just immerse yourself and commit yourself to the whole day of learning. Um, That is November 19th. Again, it's free. Um, And it's also, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's great for seasoned investors, too. For those of you that are whether you got a bunch of properties or, you know, you've been trying for a few years to get some properties, you've been having no success. Sometimes it's good. Just get back to the basics and just the fundamentals that maybe you forgot about. Maybe you've just been getting, you know, uh, immersing yourself in these advanced strategies a little too much and you can't seem to figure out why things aren't working. Um, get back to the basics, recalibrate. And hopefully from that weekend, that might give you the momentum and the boost in order to, to get back on track. So, mm-hmm. November 19th, sign up for that. Yeah. Um, I think that Glenn was asking about this, about the basic training event, but he says, I work at three. Can I join until I leave for work? My wife will be present. Yes. Yeah, yeah of course you can. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm tr- trying to um, deter the riffraff. <laughs> you know what I mean? The people that are just like, eh, come check just soon. So it's all about, okay, yeah, they're talking about cash flow. I'll come back later. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I want people to commit to the whole day because what we're doing is we're taking a five day event and we're putting it into a one day event. And there's just so much little homework and stuff that we want people to do along the way. And we kind of structure it a certain way so that people, uh, what we want is we want to inspire you to take action afterwards. Right. And so we want to make sure that you're there the whole day, but if you got to go, you got to go. I think it's better that you show up until you got to go to work at three, um, than not showing up at all. Definitely. So Glenn gets a pass. Everyone, everyone else doesn't. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Jared saying also for another upcoming event, the next and likely final Lake Bonavista meetup will be next Friday, uh, the 18th. You got to do that the day before I'm holding a one-day event? You know I can't come. <laughs> Heat, Wayne. You got to stay active in the chat. He told us about this a while ago. <laughs> Tell me I can't come. I'm not driving home after that event. Okay. <laughs> jo- Joey says, will there be a recording for Glenn to watch the rest? I feel like he's using Glenn because maybe he won't be able to catch the whole thing. <laughs> yes, there'll be a recording. Yes, you can watch it over again. Will there? Do we record that? We didn't last time. But there will be. I don't know. What do you think? 
Mm-hmm. You think that people are going to like share bootleg versions of our <laughs> of our boot camps? <laughs> hey, man, can I get a copy of that boot camp? <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's free. <laughs> like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as long as people take it, learn something and take action. You know what I mean? Yeah. All okay, that I okay, ask. We'll record it. All that I we'll ask. put my nice sweater on. Is that you? Uh, you you pass it on. You 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 you. You know what I mean? You uh, what's what's the whole thing? Um, Sharing is caring. <laughs> what's the whole thing where like you you know people were like buying coffees for people in the drive-throughs and whatnot? The thing, you know. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to continue. There's a thing. <laughs> Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Thank you. Pay it forward. Learn something, buy a property, help somebody else buy a property. Why are you laughing? That's the thing, right? That's the thing, yeah. All right. That's what the kids were doing a few years ago, paying it forward and whatnot. (laughs) Can we hear a word from our sponsors? Uh, Hang on a second. Kwesi is joining from Africa. I wish to get more and learn more in real estate. Can I know your times of meeting and your events? Uh, it's going to be a little hard from Africa. For the basic training? I have no idea what the time changes. Oh, I, I just like the generally like meeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In person? Yeah. That's a couple. That's a couple plane rides. Um, the uh, the basic training next Saturday, November 19th is uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain time. Uh, that would be Canadian mountains. Um, what? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, join the free Facebook group, uh, Real Estate Investing Masters, and the link is there to join. And uh, I'm assuming it's probably going to be very late. It'll be very late. Um, because if I recall, is it like six or seven hours difference? I don't know. Figure it out. Doesn't matter. Word from our sponsors, I think he said? Yeah. Okay, cool. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta Buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we're back. Uh, Kirsten's got a question here. Ironically, Kirsten, I've got your question saved. Yep. Yep. I literally have it saved here. I was going to talk about it today. Um, I just want to, uh, read the rest of the comments here. Uh, Kate, Jared's got comments that I'm not going to repeat on the show, but check it out in the, in the, um, in the, in the chat there. If you're joining in live, sounds like he's got a pretty cool opportunity. Um, what else we got here? Cool. Okay. So uh, Kirsten asked on Monday, you were talking about accounting for staging when you run the numbers for a flip. What is the average amount you budget for staging a 1100 square foot house? Mm -hmm. So with staging, uh, generally you don't stage the whole house. Um, You do the main areas. So um, living room, kitchen, dining, one of the bathrooms, the main bathroom, Uh, sometimes the ensuite as well, like some, just some basic stuff in the ensuite um your master bedroom yeah and that's it yeah and like if it's like all on the whatever like the main floor they'll you know hang a picture in the hall and that sort of stuff too but dining room living room kitchen main bath main bedroom yeah um so with those items and like I know our stager usually like throw something in the laundry room, like a laundry basket or just something to make it look cute. Um, our stager is quite uh, inexpensive. Um, 
I think generally staging, you're probably looking at 2,500 is probably pretty, I don't, I don't know how. So I had, I had a conversation with somebody, sorry, I'm like beating around a bush, but I had a conversation with somebody. Like. <laughs> no, I had a conversation with somebody um, at our last meetup who got a quote to stage her one bedroom condo, tiny little condo and was quoted $5,000. Yeah. For what we're getting for basic staging. So the, I'd like to say that you can probably pretty easily find for 2,500, 3,000, but I just don't know how common it is. I mean, we haven't talked to, you know, 10 different stages and got 10 different quotes. I've gotten quite, uh, I've got a, a handful of quotes in the past. And when I originally got the quotes, very similar to what you kind of just said, um, I was a little um, shocked at how much it was. And I couldn't see the justification early on. Um years ago and then i got some quotes this past year and they were all within the the 2500 to three thousand dollar range mm -hmm. um and it really depended on the stager and their experience if it's a smaller outfit um you know you might be able to get it for a little bit cheaper um now you know gabby's kind of beating around the bush because she doesn't want to say what we pay because obviously um with our, because we're established, because of the amount of business that we do, obviously with everything, you're always going to get better prices with volume, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also, you know, the fact that, you know, as we say this, we're speaking through a microphone into, you know, the podcast world. Um, so just know that, you know, your your brand and your reputation does, does pay dividends. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I could lie, but like, I'm just going to be real and be honest. You guys know me. Um, so I on average is around like the $2,500 mark is pretty average for where we are. I've heard of people in other provinces getting it for cheaper. Um, you, yeah. I mean, Kyle just said he paid a thousand dollars. Kyle has life. literally been like um, answering all the questions in, in masters lately. It's like, yeah, I paid like a dollar 50 for flooring. It's like, <laughs> I kind of think he said that yesterday and he's like, oh yeah, I paid this much. I paid, you know, I'm only a thousand bucks. I mean, bucks. he's in Saskatchewan. A like. a <laughs> apparently Saskatchewan <laughs> is like dirt cheap for everything. Um, Either that or you're charming as, as hell. We should require people to preface that when talking about quotes. Like it it costs a thousand dollars to stage in <clears throat> Saskatoon. Fair <laughs> enough. Twenty five hundred to three thousand in Edmonton. There's some great <laughs> stagers in Edmonton and Calgary um, that are around the twenty five hundred dollar range. Yeah. Um, but like don't quote me on that. If it's twenty seven hundred, like it is what it is, yeah. right? And you'll find higher and you'll find lower. That's the other thing too, is that um, especially with staging, not all stagers are equal. Yeah. So really, um, I mean, like get referrals, really look at their work, look at their their business page, see what their style is. Mm. Um, that's a conversation that I had with um, Calvin a few weeks ago is he was asking, he's like, so what do you think about um, the staging in this one? Because we have our, our stagers done all of our, our houses. Um, I don't know, the last five or so we've been using the same person. Yeah. And he's like, so what do you think about this one? And I was like, I, I was like, I love it. I like everything that she stages is absolutely gorgeous. It's so my style. It's so feminine. It's so soft. It just, it's, it's, it feels good when you walk in. Mm -hmm. And the problem I find with some other stages is that it can be very masculine. So there's like kind of like um, in with some stages, you can see almost like an older influence, an older style, and it, it feels masculine. So when you walk in, it's not feeling warm. It's feeling a little <laughs> bit cold. Yeah. So these things, if, if you're somebody who can't tell the difference and you're like, oh, wow, it has furniture. It looks great. And that's the extent of, of you think staging is good. Get somebody else's opinion who, you know, like if you need help with it, ask somebody else, does this stager, is, her, is their style feminine yeah. <laughs> and warm? Yeah. <laughs> because it makes a big difference. And I think also like something that um, Calvin and I have talked about a lot is that even with like the renovations, you want your renovations, you want your staging, you want everything to be um, on the feminine side. Yeah. And a lot of people have a hard time breaking through, like, what does that mean? Like feminine, feminine versus masculine. So like, you want me to do it girly? Like, do you want me to put a pink wall? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like feminine spice girl posters yeah spice girl posters um maybe some like leopard print uh, oh 100 juicy oh, you need a juicy decal <laughs> uh in the kitchen no it's just like when we say that it means like it means it means soft and warm versus like i like i guess the best way i can i can think of it is that like more masculine would be like um like I'm trying to think of like a, I, I a feature say. wall and it would be like sharp like lines and leather coaches. You know what leather I mean? Like, coaches, like leather yeah. coaches you find in like a you know in like a, a leather recliner room at your, at your, <laughs> your physiotherapist. Um yeah, just like strong colors, very it, it elegance, elegance, I'd say. Elegance is what's what's important and then colors, elegance and tone, yeah. I would say. Yeah. If I could describe it as as a male, yeah. um, elegance and tone, and um, uh, a little more style, yeah. And and these things are really important because um, modern, modern. These things are really important because uh, let's just be honest and um, and say it for what it is. Uh, typically, in, in a in a in a traditional marriage, um, the female or the most feminine person is the one that is making the decisions. Well, and decorating the place. And decorating the place, absolutely. Again, just, just keeping things t traditional. I'm not trying to offend anyone. Um, traditionally, that's that's normally the um, one person in the relationship is always the one that's 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 coming in, and they're going to be the one that is decorating it. And if it feels really strong and masculine, it it doesn't really feel like a home, right? And so, uh, it's important to be able to show the potential buyer what it's going to look like for them potentially. Yeah. So they can envision it. They can see that yes, my style could work here. If they come in and it, like like Gabby said, it feels very boxy, hard, you know, leather couch, strong edges. You know, it's 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 not gonna feel it's not gonna feel like somewhere where you can go and relax, where you can sink into the couch and yeah. just you know have your favorite glass of wine or or coffee or cappuccino. You know what I mean? People want something that they can be proud of. This is the biggest investment that people are going to be making in their life. They want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. This is the white picket fence. This is the birthright that every North American is 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 entitled to is owning their own home and they want it to be right. They've been working their whole young adult life at you know towards this. So give give them the opportunity to to just see what it's going to be like, what they can create, and not too over the top. You don't want to use colors that are going to be like, whoa, I don't like this too much. It's got to be neutral. And they say neutral so that you can understand that in the events that they don't like it, they can kind of, you know what I mean? Make it, um, help me out, uh, make it, um, even if they don't really like the colors too, too much, it's very neutral. So as many people as possible are going to like it yeah. as opposed to throwing in a pink wall in the bathroom or something like that. It's going to be like, what is this? I don't know. I don't like it. And they yeah. can't envision themselves, you know, painting that wall and redoing it. Yeah. Um, so make it very neutral so that everybody can enjoy it. Um, it's going to impress as many people as possible. And that's going to give you as many buyer prospects as possible yeah. um, when you're staging. And the same thing for rentals. We've we've talked a lot about it. We haven't done it yet because we haven't we haven't been in a position, Gabby and I, where we're we have a vacancy long enough where we can justify it. But I'm strongly considering getting some pictures redone in either virtual staging or staging. I think virtual staging for rentals. Um, I want to get some pictures redone professionally with virtual staging so that people, when they're looking at our pictures, they can envision themselves living there. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder even getting, uh, what's the uh, rotational photography? Matt, Matt, uh, Matterport, uh, help me out here. Someone in the comments, Matterport or something like that, um, where you can no get, what? No clue. Or you can get the um, basically you can walk through the house and you can see what everything looks like. I wonder if you can get that virtually staged as well, or not. But whatever. Like I want to get that as well, where basically you can just kind of click through the house, you can see the layout, where everything is, whether it's staged or not staged. Um, another great uh, reason or another great uh, thing to try out for your rental properties when you're trying to find the right person. How do you stand out in a sea of thousands of other rentals mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. how do you stand out just like when you're trying to stand out on mls for your property that you're trying to sell 
you know, your flip, you want to make sure that you are the best one on the market, the one that everyone clicks on. This is marketing, guys. Yeah. So it, I, it, for flips, I would highly recommend spending the 2500 bucks. And as Gabby said on Monday, you know, factor it into your budget. Yeah. If you can't afford um, staging in your budget, then don't buy the property. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. The staging should be as important as new kitchen cabinets. Yeah. Or tiling the the, the tub surround in the shower. Yeah. And it took us a couple of, of flips to realize that. But now there would be no chance that we wouldn't stage. Like zero. If Wayne said, actually, Gabby, we don't really have it in the budget. We overspent. The market shifted. It's not looking good. Um, we, we, can't, we just can't stage. I would be like nobody we, we did we, say this recently we have to stage we did look at this recently because we had a property that was like it's and it's still in the market and it's it's going to lose a little bit of money yeah um for for multiple reasons that we won't get into um but you know do we do we leave it on stage no, no we gotta get this no. thing sold yeah staging is going to get it sold faster it's going to get more people in the door and it's going to get a better price hmm. so it's it's non-negotiable even if you're losing money. That's the that's how you're going to save money is by staging. 100%. Yeah. Um, also, um, so when your property sits on the market for longer than 30 days, so that initial staging is for one month generally. I'm talking about Edmonton. I'm talking about the stagers that we've talked to and got quotes from. That's for one month. Yeah. So that's for them to uh, bring in the furniture, to get it all set up, to make it pretty for you, and then to have it there for 30 days. After that, if you have not sold your property, you don't have an accepted offer or unconditional offer and you want to keep it for another 30 days, then they charge uh, like a renewal fee, basically. Rental fee. Rental fee. And and I've seen varying costs yeah, for that. Yeah, there's no standard cost here. We've seen as low as 500 and we've seen as high as 1500 2000 yeah. 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 Okay. So it depends on your stager. I think it depends on their situation with the furniture, um, but it's just... As you can tell, it's staging is one of those things that you need to shop around and make sure that you, again, I, I would say I'd, I'd spend more on a stager who has a really good design and really good furniture, that really warm, fuzzy feeling, than trying to get a deal on somebody who doesn't do as good of a job and, and leaves a more cold 100%. feeling. Yeah. 100%. Even if I was losing money. <laughs> I mean, like everyone had nice compliments for our Parkview flip when they came in a couple weeks ago at the, uh, at our networking event. But like when you see the pictures once, like you go in there once it's staged, mm -hmm. I give it a 7 out of 10 before before it was staged and I give it an 11 out of 10 now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, guys. It's crazy how, like, to be honest, I mean, um, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm like a part of me and like in my own head, I haven't talked about this out loud, but I'm just like, man, we could cheap out on so many things on our flip and then just <laughs> throw good staging in there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we could spend and let like 10, $20,000 or less and like get, you know, get monkeys to do the renovations no. and, and just like, you know, like just really crappy around the edges. But like, I was going to say, for, like, good staging would hide all of that. No, it wouldn't. Finishings it don't would. lie. Finishings I'm don't lie. Just saying, the staging is that good. It distracts, but it doesn't lie. Um, y yeah. I mean, like, I think I'm not going to do it. I know. But, but like, part of me is like, damn, like, we could make it a little extra money. Yeah. But, Wayne, that's like, it's an important thing that you've inadvertently brought up, though. Um, with flips is that like the finishing is literally the most important part of your renovation. I don't care what happens up until that point. If the finishing is crappy, that you are not going to get the price you want. You're not going to sell fast. You're not, it's, it's going to, it's going to sink you. Yeah. And we experienced that early on when we had um, a crappy contractor. Yeah. <laughs> who did crappy finishings and all of a sudden we're at the finishing stage and if you're not in there every day like things happen fast so if you're not in there every day you don't notice until it's too late and we noticed too late and was like we can either 
fire this person, hire somebody else in and spend another like $15,000, $20,000 fixing all of their mistakes, mm -hmm. which boom, there goes any profit like that we had to expect, not all of it, but like a lot of the profit yeah. that we had expected. Or we just say, well, shit and put it on the market. And all of a sudden we've lost 50 grand in value. Yeah. because it's just not up to par. So the finishings do matter. And you need to, at that finishing stage, you need to be there making sure that it is perfect. Mm -hmm. Because finishings, I just said it, they don't lie. And they're going to leave people feeling gross when they walk through there. 100%. They're going to wonder what, what, okay, if this is what the finishings look like, what does it look like behind the walls? What does it look like inside the cabinets? What does it look like in all the places that, you know, we can't just physically see right now? 100%. Yeah. I, um, whenever, whenever I see a flip, like, cause I'm looking through comps, whenever we, whenever we do a fix and flip project, I get comps sent to me. Um, and I can review, you know, what, what houses have sold in the last six to 12 months. So we can get an idea of what our list price is going to be. And what I'm looking for is I'm looking for other flip quality properties that have sold in the same neighborhood with the same um, square footage, bedrooms, et cetera. And I'll look at some of them and I'll see that, you know, they sat for a hundred days on market, or I'll look at what the active listings are currently, the houses that are for sale um, in my neighborhood before I list mine, because I want to know where I stand in the market. And I'll look at some of the active listings and I'll see it's been sitting there for 60 days, hundred days, 120 days. I'm like, why? Because you look at the first picture, everything looks great. As you start scrolling through or flipping through, you're like, huh. I could see it from a mile away, the finishing work. Yeah. I can see it. I like got realtor.ca, which you guys know on your phone, you have a small little window like this big and, and you can't zoom in. You, if you click on it, it's not very user friendly. You know what I'm talking about. For those of you guys who have the realtor.ca app. So you're flipping through and you're trying to zoom in. You can't see from that little window right there, that little picture, I can see all of the little things. I can see the flooring, the way that it's laid out. I can see that the seams weren't dapped on the trim. I can see the discoloration in the ceiling. I can see the light fixture that, you know, the, 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 the mounting part isn't screwed in properly. I can see the scratch on the countertop. I can see everything. And maybe that's just me because I, you know, I, I can pay attention to those details because I, I, I deal with them on a regular basis, but I'm willing to bet that a lot of people, when they look at those pictures, they can see those stains as well. And maybe they don't see them, but when they come in there, when they show up to the house and they see the discoloration on the ceiling, cause he didn't paint it or he didn't redo the texture. It's going to be the first thing they notice the, the little stuff. It doesn't matter how good your staging is. You're right. Yeah. They're going to notice that and yeah. they're going to notice the smell and they're going to, they're going to like, if you didn't, you know, if you didn't um, bevel your, your trim on your door or your windows or your, or your floor trim, they're going to notice that they're going to see that you, you know, you went over top and then you just shaved the edges. Like you can't hide that stuff. Um, and if you want to sell quickly, especially in a market like this, you got to be the best one on the market. You can't leave anything for them to complain about. There's enough things for them to complain about already. You know what I mean? The proximity to the school they want, you know, for their kids, the proximity to a busy street, um, the square footage, the size of the yard, the condition of the grass outside, things that are like really hard for you to control, right? Um, the fact that there's so much construction in the new neighborhood, you know, it's, uh, or the old neighborhood. So there's, there's enough things for them to complain about that you can't control. Don't leave them anything else on the table for them to use as either leverage to, to negotiate or to just not make an offer at all, mm -hmm. right? So you do have to do good finishing work. You have to be the nicest one on the market in your neighborhood. And that's how you sell quickly. Yeah. And good staging. Okay, I got a couple questions that can that came up here, and I want to get to those. Um, Jared, a little while ago, says, "Wait, you mean almost like real estate investing is sales?" That was something we were talking about earlier. I think in regards to uh, marketing, uh, it was a little while ago. Now I don't remember. Ah, I can't remember. I, I made a note of it, but anyway, <laughs> real estate investing is sales. He's he's referencing. Um, he's being a He's being uh, goofy because that's something we talked about last night on the uh, master's mentorship call last night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, real estate is sales. And the sooner you guys realize it, the sooner you'll succeed. Sales and marketing. Everything. Yeah. Anyways, 
take that. Um, I saw some people sliding in today. Steve, I saw Steve Larson sliding in today. I saw Eric Yang sliding in. Uh, Maria, a whole lot of new names I've never seen before. Um, also been getting a lot of really, really nice DMs lately. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always get DMs um, from people that, that really like the show, but there's been a lot lately. And um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time to to send me a private message. Yeah. Um, I, I really do love messages like that. It, it tells me that we're, we're doing something right. Um, it tells me to continue on. Um, so a lot of people have been saying, I really do like the F-bombs, the perfect amount of F-bombs. <laughs> um, you got a really cool message last night. Yeah. Like really cool. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Yeah. And I, um, especially when they're from people I've never heard of before and yeah. I've never seen that that don't have any mutual friends that just found the show and and they're getting value from it, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I get a lot of messages from people that are in our community, but you know, for the ones that 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 just randomly found the podcast, you know what I mean, or just randomly found the content, and and they got the perfectly timed f bomb to make them take action. Yes, um, that's what I try and do. I don't. I, I try and uh, reel back in the f bombs that are unnecessary, but the ones that I use are are meant to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really do. Mess- I love the messages like that. It it, re- it it just reminds us of why we're doing it. And it shows us that, you know, it is working and we will continue to keep doing these morning shows every morning and dragging our butts out of bed and keep doing it for you as, you know, as long as people are getting value from it mm-hmm. um, until I get canceled. <laughs> I said to Wayne yesterday, I was pretty much, I was on the verge of like begging him to, that we shouldn't do a show today because it's Remembrance Day. And I was like, we're getting up early for the flip tour on Saturday. We're not going to really have any, like any relaxed sleep in time this weekend. And Wayne's like, Gab, we're doing this for the people. Like we got to get up tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's not like, for us. Yeah. It's like, you're right. You're right. And then we got really nice messages like last night and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember. And then Gabby reminded me we have to get up early on Saturday for the fix and flip bus tour. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, let's cancel it. <laughs> as long as I get my Saturday and Sunday where I can sleep until 630, I'm good. Yeah. But I'm losing that one on uh, yeah. On Saturday. Ken thinks you're uncancelable, but I don't know. Oh, man. There's been a couple times where I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, look at me today. I talked about marriage. I Like, like legit, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, crap, I am definitely going to slip here. I don't. I don't want to offend anyone, but you know, just, just that, that right there, I could have easily have offended someone, which I don't mean to. Um, but we're just speaking traditionally, just in the way that things have been. And uh, yeah, there you go. See, I'm already. Like, I don't I'm, know, Wayne. I think that if uh, what's his name, what's the? Actually, I shouldn't talk about a dead person. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got canceled. You see, you see. <laughs> You see, it's it's hard when 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 you're just you know waking up in the morning at six a.m. and just talking. You, you, I, the, yeah, it scares the shit out of me some days. I'm like, so one day I'm gonna say something that I didn't. Re- that'll be taken out of context. I hope I don't. I'll just stick to real estate investing. <laughs> um, Kyle wants to know um, why sometimes we do the glossy cabinets and sometimes we do the traditional shaker style. What makes us decide to do that? What situations? Uh, price point. <clears throat> no. Oh, of the house, yeah. not of the cabinets. Yeah. Um, I'll spend the extra thousand bucks if it's a house that is in a nicer neighborhood or it is a bigger house or um, perhaps it's a house that has a lot of um, things working against it. Um, so, you know, in our Otwell project, um, a lot of you guys saw that one. Um, that one, we had a couple things working against us, um, originally. Um, it was mainly the kitchen. The kitchen was a very small. Tiny kitchen, dining room Galley area. kitchen, is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, and because of that, we tried to open up that kitchen as much as possible. But when we did that, it still didn't even provide us much extra room for a dining area. So we had a tiny little table in the dining area and we're like, no one's going to buy this. I've seen this house, you know probably a hundred times before I've, I've walked through houses just like this. And I'm like, Oh God, this is not going to work. And sure enough, that's exactly what people were complaining about yeah. was the, the dining area that house had five bedrooms and still uh, people were 
um, were complaining about the dining because if you got five people, you know, f- two people and, and four kids or three kids, whichever, um, you got to have a big table, right? That's what, and that's people. That's their birthright. We're Canadians. We're North Americans. We deserve a home, affordability. You know that we can afford, afford and we want it to be perfect. And we build them this beautiful, finished house, and there's nowhere for them to eat. Um, so you know, for that one there, we're like, okay, we better step up this kitchen make it the nicest kitchen ever so like big huge wall pantry you know glossy graves with white on the top um side note the people that bought it still fucking complained about it they didn't like the gray if they made us get it, a quote for what it would be to change out to white <laughs> they didn't like the two-tone gray on the bottom white on the top which is our signature for glossy and everybody loves it but they made us get a quote to find out how much it would cost them to switch it out to white glossy for all of it. And I'm like, I cannot, I'm not getting them a quote. I'm not doing it. Turns out it's very inexpensive because um, it's, just, it's the, just the cover stuff. It's just yeah. like the the doors and the little, um, like the kick plates and yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when I got that, when I, when they were asking me for the quote, the realtor asked for the quote, I'm like, oh, you got to be shitting me. So they're going to ask me how much it costs. And then they're going to come back and say, take $3,000 off to replace out these cabinets. <laughs> it was like, it was the dumbest thing I've like, if this is, if this is what people use to negotiate, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. Uh, because like, that's like, sometimes you can find like a broken window or, you know, a garage door that's not closing properly. And you're like, this garage door needs to be replaced. Take a thousand dollars off. People do that all the time. They'll find something that's wrong. And, you know, the electrical panels are old. I want you to upgrade it. It's $3,000. Take $3,000 off. They're not going to upgrade that panel. They just want $3,000 off. I'm like, are you seriously going to use the brand new kitchen cabinets for leverage for negotiating? <laughs> you sons of bitches. They didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't, which which shocked me. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Um, they didn't actually. It was really surprising with that property because they mega lowballed us on their initial offer. Like I knew they wanted thirty thousand dollars under something like that. Like they huge, like big time no, lowballed us. It was um, uh, forty. Forty. Forty grand under. Yeah. So they came in like, I don't know, whatever. But anyways, we got them up to where where we needed them. I think yeah, it was only right like eight thousand dollars under yeah. our asking price. And um, so we thought for sure after like the inspection and stuff that there was going to be some like hard negotiations going on, but there's nothing. They just asked us to fix a couple things that needed. Um, we missed a smoke detector in the um, utility room. Yeah. So like that, just like little things like that. It was just like uh, Wayne and Liam went in for a couple hours and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. All done. So it was surprising. Um, yeah. The, the price that we got was uh, 98.5% of our asking. So. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. There were a couple things that I wanted to get to here. Uh, I want to answer this question quickly. And then there are some other questions. Uh, Eric asked, if you're doing enough volume or partnering with enough people, would it be worth it to buy your own furniture to stage your own properties and rent them out to others as well? You asking me? I mean, I can answer it, but I just wasn't sure if you had an answer. Um, I mean, I think it depends on your, your outfit. Like what is your business? Um, I think, I think for most people, even if you are doing volume of flips, like, what are you good at? What are you focusing in? Are you hiring a team who's going to go in and stage it for you? Are you buying furniture and then you're going to go and put this furniture in? Do you have a design eye? Do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. If you have five flips on the market, do you have enough furniture for five properties? Because if you're doing volume, you have more than one at a time on the market, right? So to me it would be a hard no. I mean, like, I think that we're doing pretty good volume. We've flipped like pretty much a house a month over the past the year. The cost to buy all that stuff. Yeah, the cost to buy it all. Um, and then you can only use it for one property. And it, if you're time, doing yeah. volume, like if you're doing multiple properties at the same time, how much does it cost for all this stuff? 20 grand? 15 grand? Yeah. Let's say 20, just to uh, easy numbers. If you got four flips on the go, that's $80,000 worth of stuff that's out being used. Um, and yes, you can use it all and you can rotate them in and out, you know, through your flips, but is it worth the $80,000 investment to save, you know, $8,000 a month? 
yeah. you know, 2000 times four or 2,500 times four or 10 grand a month. I don't know. I mean, it might pay itself off in the future, but how long before that those colors become irrelevant? Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. This, yeah, the styles come and go. I know that a lot of um, stagers actually rent their furniture mm-hmm. um, instead of actually purchasing and then needing to store. Because that's another thing is like the storage. storage. Where are you putting this stuff in between? Like when you're not using it, do you have a warehouse? Are you paying for a warehouse? Yeah. Like it just, it's kind of one of those things that doesn't really make sense unless it's your business. Yeah. And, you know, you're running the staging as a business. Yeah. It just financially and I think even just like what Wayne just said about like before that stuff becomes irrelevant like that's huge I'd say how quickly styles change these days you Mm -hmm. maybe get two years out of it before it's irrelevant (laughs) do you always supply all materials or do you ever have the GC supply and install a little bit of both um I do have a lot of our standard we're talking about renovations now just switching back to um, yeah. supplying materials for uh, renovations. For flips, yeah. Um, or for burrs. Yeah, I do have um, a, the large majority of materials. Um, I have my suppliers. I have my prices. I know where I get them. I have the delivery included. So at the beginning of a re- renovation, I basically have like a bunch of shipments arrive to the property and they have the majority of the materials that they need. The things that I don't take care of is like drywall, lumber, um, you know, stuff where where they really need like to know exactly what they need. It's like a huge, um, you know what I mean? Like those really big things that they need to get in. And then odd things that they need along the way. Like they're, they're in there and they realize that they're out of, um, I don't know. I can't think of something <coughs> random that they might be out of, but like our contract. Shims, our, screws. Yeah, screws, yeah. Um, caulking, <clears throat> uh, extra trim. Yeah. Um, paint. I I always make sure that our contractors um, pick up the paint because I never know exactly how much they're going to need. I mean, it's fine and dandy to say like one pail per X amount of, of (coughs) square wall footage. But yeah, yeah, I just, that's one thing that I also get them to do. Um, It's saving you about 20 to 25% markup. That's the most important part. If you can buy a majority of the stuff, if you can buy a majority of the, you know, the 40 to $60,000 worth of materials, yourself and not have to pay a 20 to 25% markup. That's good. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, like if you use those points cards, you can probably make a lot of extra money on points. Gabby, um, I think you did a story yesterday or the day before about, um, yeah, just the Home Depot rewards. Home they Depot rewards. You got 250 bucks. Quarterly. Yeah. Plus, you know, you get like your 2% cash back or whichever on, you on know, the card. company credit card. Yeah. You know, if you spend a hundred grand, you get $2,000 back. I mean, that's, you know, it heads up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's and it's better to keep your your contractor on the timeline, um, focusing on the work as opposed to trying to focus on where to go get these shims or where to go get the the you know the the doors or the trim or the you know the flooring and stuff like that. You can take care of that stuff remotely where your contractor can stay on task, uh, what they're working on it that day, and uh, and not get distracted by having to go run around the city. So, yeah, well, uh, and just like a really good example of that because I think that a lot of people forget about that and don't realize it. But if you're having your contractor go pick something up, they're charging you 50, 60, whatever their hourly rate is. Mm -hmm. They're charging you like 60 bucks to go pick that up. How much would it have costed to get your Home Depot shipping included? Yeah. Like a lot of the times they have like same day delivery for, you know, 40 bucks or something like that, depending on the size of the order. But um, also another thing that we've done is in Calgary, like we've, um, you know, obviously Wayne and I aren't in Calgary, but we have Jared and Crystal on the ground there for the Lake Bonavista flip. So we're trying to keep our contractors on schedule. Like we're, we're behind schedule. So we're like, we need to keep them working. They cannot be distracted with anything. So we have like random things come up and it's like, Jared, can you go rent a $25 um home depot truck or u-haul van and go grab that thing because it won't fit in his car and and bring it over because that is cheaper than taking them away for an hour first of all away from the work that they need to get done but then also them charging us 50 60 bucks to go do that right yeah so it's like those little things that you just need to like you really need to think like this is your business and that it's just not what's convenient yeah it's what makes monetary sense yeah absolutely 
Joey had one other question. I'm not 100% sure what the context of it was, but I'm going to I'm going to interpret it to the best of my abilities because he asked the question like 45 minutes ago. Um, he said, are you able to speak on the pros and cons of partnering with an existing landlord? Um, I can't think of any cons unless you can. Unless they're a shitty landlord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but pros, I don't know. I mean. We, we do need to know context. I think, well, I mean, yeah, we would need to know context, but like for, for me, just kind of looking at that, I'm trying to think about like what, what's, what's valuable these days in the market, right? I, th I would say the most valuable thing in real estate investing today would be, you know, a deal. So like being able to get a good deal because there's no buyers in the market right now that being investors and also, um, and, and no home buyers. So I think that there's, there's, there's a huge, uh, opportunity to get some really good deals in the market right now. Um, if you can, if you can ride out the storm of these interest rates because cash flow is not there right now. I think that so if you can partner with someone with an existing landlord, um, you might be able to get in at a decent price. I, I think what he means is like bringing money and investing with an existing landlord as opposed to buying a new property. Like, like they got, already own the property. That's why I said we need context. Like, yeah. is that what he means? Yeah. I think yeah. that the, the, if you have an existing property already that's already established, it's a lot easier than trying to find a property that doesn't have any tenants that doesn't ha it's not already set up you know what i mean like if you can if you have money to invest in real estate and you can just partnering with someone who already owns it who already has the financing it saves you having to get financing saves you having to find the property saves you having to do all the tenants and stuff like that so i think that there's a huge opportunity at that also the other thing that i was thinking about when i was reading that was that you might actually be able to get in on their pre-existing interest rates as well mm -hmm. So maybe they locked in in 2019 or 2020 or even 2021, you know, on some of those low interest rates of like 2.5 or 3%. I mean, what are the interest rates right now? 6%? For like, if you're going to go with a non-insured mortgage, probably 6%. I mean, more mortgage payments have gone up like six, 700 bucks on most rental properties. You know, those, those average entry level, you know, rental property types. So, I mean, if you can, if you have the money and, and you're thinking about buying into a, you know, a real estate right now, I think Joey's onto, onto something here that I haven't really thought about. And that's maybe it's better to partner with people who already have properties that are established, that have experience, and you can get in on their nice low interest. Why would a landlord want to do that? Why would a landlord want to do that yeah. from the opposite? I'm talking yeah. about the benefits yeah. for partnering right now. If I could just finish that. Sure. I mean, I think that that would be the benefits of that um, for the person who has money that wants to get in. I think that it would have to be a win-win for someone to want to be able to do that. On yeah. the other side of the spectrum or the deal, I think if, if a landlord already owns a property and it's established and they were the ones that brought all the money in originally, the 20% down payment or, or 25 then it's a great opportunity to leverage something that you already have existing of value, right? Because in most cases, you know, for years, we've had nice low interest rates and it hasn't, no one's really batted an eye because anybody can get access to nice low interest rates, right? Just go get a mortgage, you get 2.5%, voila, easy. But now that that's gone, now landlords are holding something of value that they can leverage to sell. And what they can do is they can sell an opportunity to partner with me at this nice low interest rate, which has got cash flow. Because what is pe what are, what are people complaining about right now about buying rental properties? No cash flow. No cash flow. We talked about this last night in our um, in our master's call in the mentorship call. They they're complaining like oh, how do we find properties to cash flow? Even in Edmonton and Calgary, these are supposed to be the cities that have so much cash flow. I can't find it. I'm like yeah, the best property type currently barely cash flows 
it's got like maybe a hundred bucks cash flow and it doesn't account for reserve funds, uh, replenishment, like repairs and maintenance and vacancy. And they're like, well, how do we find cash flow? And I'm like, there is none. You're just going to have to write it out until the rents go up or the interest rates go down. We're in a kind of a tricky spot right now, but there is opportunities to buy at a discounted rate at a discounted price. So do I buy at a discounted price and, and pay, you know, and have negative cash flow? I mean, that's what, that's what all the gurus told me not to do, right? Always buy for cash flow. So do I wait until interest rates go down or rent or rents go up? It's hard. It's a really hard thing to, to consider. But what if you partner with people who already have a mortgage with nice low interest rates? What if you found someone who already has an established rental property where they got and you can get in at a decent price, the landlord, the owner of the property already, they're going to leverage the fact that they've got good quality terms in an established real estate property or business, right? And someone can come in and just get cash flow automatically. The value, the pro would be, for this example, Joey, would be that you could offer if you're an investor with cash, you could, sorry, if you're, if you're a seller with a property, you could offer a cash flowing rental property out to investors. Cash flow, which is not possible in any other place. That's a pretty decent pitch. Talk about opportunities in the market right now, right? Yeah. Talk about opportunities that are available in the market. Oh, there's no opportunities. Interest rates are too high. No, like whenever, wherever there's chaos, there's always opportunities. Yeah always opportunities, right? I've strongly considered selling some of our properties by way of agreement for sale. Well, we have done that. Well, we have, but more, (laughs) more of them. Now's the time. Now's the time. I've got nice low interest rates. I've got properties that cash flow. I could, I could sell those by way of agreement for sale. So not only are you going to get cash flow, you're also going to get me to carry the financing. It's a great time to sell. And, you know, I'm going to save money on realtor fees as well. Mm-hmm. Right, probably say fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in realtor fees. Thought about it a lot. Yeah, I'm also thought about like waiting for the market to see if it turns around because I think the prices are going to continue to go up. So I don't want to sell too early. I'm not. I'm not desperate. I just don't like rental properties. <laughs> yeah, and Wayne, earlier when I asked you why would the landlord want to do that, it was like I wasn't asking you out of my curiosity. It was because we've done it. We've brought in a money partner on a pro- on a property that we've already owned. Because we were like, if we can get our equity out of here or a down payment or like whatever, we can go do more. That's what Patrick said in the comments here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we now we can take our money out of there, still get our, our 50% holding the property. You get to keep 50%. Equity. Yeah. Like it's not like you're giving away the property. Like no. you're just bringing in a partner. But now we've taken our money out and we get to go grow our business. Yes. Like we use that a lot early on. It's like, you know what? We we have this property. It's doing great. Um, it's performing really well, but we have money tied up in it. We can't refinance right now. So yeah, voila. Well, you get, you still, like Gabby said, like you're going to take your, your investment out of this property. So you own a property right now and you own a hundred percent of it, right? You get a hundred percent of the income. What you can do is have someone come in, joint venture with you, you, and then they would bring the down payment money. They would give you your 20% back. So you would get your 100K or your 80K back, but you still get to keep 50% of this house, take the 100K and go buy another house. So now you own 100% of this new property and you still own 50% of the previous one, right? So now instead of owning 100% of a property, you own 150%, right? Of two properties. Not fifty and then a hundred, whatever. Yeah, it's a better way to explain it. But you know, it's it's that's a great way to scale, right? And then what's stopping you from now? You've got your you know your property with fifty percent. You got your second property where you own own it one hundred percent. Why not get that property up and running and established, and then bring in a joint venture partner on that one? Pull out your money. Now you own fifty percent of the first house, fifty percent of the second house, and one hundred percent of the third house, mm-hmm. with the same investment money that you had originally. I think a lot of people, they always look at um, joint ventures and, you know, rental properties and they think that um, that they need to find the joint venture partner first and then go buy a property with the joint venture partner. Another way to do it is to buy a rental property first, get it up and established and then bring investors in because I think that joint venture partners and investors, they 
it's easier for them to understand and believe that this does this works if it's already established if it's tangible they can come and they can see it they can see the lease agreements right they can see that you actually know what you're doing you've set it up properly right yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty cool um i never saw the rest of joey's um uh comments here but uh, we do got to wrap up the show did you have something to add again no it's okay um Uh, just going through the comments. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll read the rest of the comments later on. Um, once the show's done here, um, if I missed any questions, I'll try and save them. Um, thank you guys for joining in again. Um, thank you for being so active in the chat. Uh, today is Friday. So that means tomorrow we got the fix and flip bus tour. We'll see a lot of you guys then. And then, uh, for everybody else, we'll see you guys on Monday. Happy Remembrance Day, you guys. Thanks for listening. To the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.